Hey there, I'm the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Here at the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we strive on bringing you news that you won't find in the fake media every day. We also strive to bring you the truth, not only on politics, but the world news all around, including pop culture and so forth. As for myself, I worked in the private sector for around 25 years in the call center management and health insurance industry. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances and health issues, I was forced into early retirement last year. Now, a couple years ago, I noticed that something just wasn't sitting right with the way our country was being ran or being politicized as. So I started doing research, a lot of research. And that's why I'm able to now host this podcast. I've been on other shows as well, discussing my views. I'm also on social media. I'm on The Clapper, Rizzle, TikTok, Truth Social, Facebook, and many more. You can find me at the KY Guy, Kentucky Guy, KY Guy, or KY Guy 80. Different ones. Somebody had my name on other platforms, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and I uh, do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every Wednesday and Saturday. So be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button. No matter where you're listening to, we are on all podcast platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And uh, again, God bless and God bless America. and welcome to the red pill current news podcast i'm your host the kentucky guy hope everybody is having a fantastic saturday uh before we get to our special guest i do have a couple of house cleaning items want to go over real quick uh first thing is if you're new here first time listener uh be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button no matter which platform you're on we are on all platforms including iHeartRadio and pandora now so Be sure to check us out there. Uh, Also, we do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, And if you ever want to be a guest on the show or have any comments or concerns, you can always reach us at OLKentucky99 at Yahoo.com. That's OLKentucky spelled out, 99 at Yahoo.com. And for you wrestling fans out there, oh, yeah, I do host Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. And we do have episodes dropping. I co-host it with Donnie Cage. And uh, we do have new episodes dropping there every Monday and Friday. So we do have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I want a warm welcome. Everybody, please welcome Scott to the show. How are we doing, Scott? Doing good. How are you doing? Uh, doing fantastic, sir. Hey, so uh, since it's your first time on the show, uh, if you don't mind, uh if you could give our audience uh, a little bit of background about yourself, tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think we hooked up on the group 
because I was a, you know, can't decide whether somewhere in the middle of an anarchist capitalist to a libertarian, still trying to navigate my way through the political landscape. But uh, I started out as a, a pretty hardcore liberal. Um, you know, I was kicked out of my house. I joined a carnival, ended up living on the streets. I was in places like Portland and Berkeley. I'd been arrested with the Black Bloc. Um, been to protests with the red anarchist, red and anarchist green. Uh, started a Food Not Bombs and then just have changed my perspective over the years. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, so you, you've had a pretty interesting uh, trip there. <laughs> um so uh yeah so let's uh I, so i've got to ask uh you say you've been kind of leaning more towards the middle to right over the last few years um what uh like who was the current president when you started leaning that way i guess is the best way to ask well i mean presidents i i still you, you go back to clinton bush you know bush senior it just you can find flaws with all of these people. Um, but uh, I, I guess when I started getting more conservative was after the recession. Uh -huh. so that, that's when it actually hit home for me. Okay, so you, you have kind of the same road. I wasn't a far liberal, but I was a Democrat for years and uh, years and years. I was, I was actually raised... Uh, the Democrats, and this was instilled in my brain forever, uh, the Democrat Party was for the working man and the Republican were for the rich. And, and uh, it wasn't until uh, 2010 uh, I seen what Obama was doing to this country uh, and just uh, kind of giving it away to the Muslim Brotherhood and, and what have you. And uh, so I switched over to the uh, Republican Party in 2010. Then... And uh, uh, there's so many, I guess they call them rhinos. There's so many rhinos in that party. And I didn't agree with everything they said and did. So now I'm actually, I'm considering myself a Christian conservative. I don't even, uh, I, I wish that there was a different uh, third party, to be honest with you. Uh, and, unless we're going to clean up all the swamp creatures in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally in the same boat there. I mean, that's where... You know, I've I've had interviewed quite a few libertarians on my podcast. Uh, I've talked to a lot of them, and I don't believe everything. You know, with the privatized security, you could argue somewhere like L.A. County, it's basically the same thing, whether they're putting people in prisons for fire camps or what have you. But, uh, you know, when I moved to Utah, police were totally different. I saw the first year we were here, I saw... Uh, two different police officers changing spare tires on the side of the road in the snow, which was a totally different thing than what I was used to. Um, but in the same sense with the Libertarian Party, if you try to privatize police, who owns the police, Walmart, Amazon? There are just a lot of hard questions to ask when you get in there, and I don't think it can go either, you know, Democrat or Republican. There's just... there's so many different issues yeah i agree um yeah i've always uh uh wow you, you've never seen until you you said in california you never seen a police officer help change a tire 
Absolutely I, not. They would have towed your car and you would have had to spend $800 to get it out of impound. Wow, LA County specifically. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, that, so that's completely different. I'm in Kentucky, but I actually was uh, raised and pretty, mu pretty much grew up till like I was 18 and went to college uh, in Cleveland on the other side of Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. About 50 miles. And yeah, I've, I mean, I've, all, of course, I've always had deep respect for the police or anybody in uniform. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I've always seen them, you know, I've seen them because we used to get big snow up there uh, due to Lake Erie, uh, the Lake Erie effect. And, uh, shoot, I've seen them help plenty of times, you know, seen them do things that uh, <clears throat> that's how come uh, anytime I hear and have heard over the last few years defund the police, it just drives me crazy because uh, people just don't understand what they're getting themselves into uh, if they cut down on law enforcement or if you live in a city to where the law is afraid to address you or address criminals uh, because they're afraid of getting persecuted. Uh, just take a look at Chicago, how many deaths every day there. So, Well, yeah, no, it's still weird. I have a lot of friends in L.A. County, and uh, it's still weird there. But, I mean, there were two times, and this, this sort of pushes me more to the liberal side when I was younger. There were two times we... Um, asked called the police for help one time somebody was hunting and they were shooting a shotgun at our house and the police basically came this is in la county mind you that uh, they had the legal right to be there we had our dogs outside and they were shooting shotguns at our house it was hitting our roof um and, and they left but the other time was even worse because it was it was a whole neighborhood thing we had a crackhead living next to us and he was trying to break into people's houses. He was just, you know, really gone one day. He tried to break into like six or seven houses on the neighborhood. And we had all called for the police and we were all congregated in the middle of the street. And then we saw him walking towards us. The police officer came. We said, that's the guy. And uh, they took off and nothing happened, you know, and, but they would still pull you over once every six months to make sure you didn't have a warrant. Like when, when I would have my wife and kids in the car, they would pull me over and they would check my wife's ID to see if she had any warrants. And at the same time, this is going on. I mean, there, there's major LA County police gangs in the location, but I've, you know, I've been here for six years and I've never had a problem with police. They're just only helpful. So it's, you know, it, it has a lot to do with where you grow up. Yep, I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, so I have to ask this. You said they were shooting shotguns at your at your house. L.A. County, isn't that like a big, isn't that Los Angeles or no? We were in uh, Lancaster, which is the tippity top of L.A. County. And I mean, we could get into that later on down the road. That's in the 90s, that's where they, when they gentrified L.A., they basically pushed everybody. They paid them to come up into Lancaster. So it got pretty rough there in the, you know, early aughts or whatever. But uh, at the time, we were living in an onion field outside of town. And these people were quail hunting. <laughs> and they were shooting the quails in our trees. And uh, I mean, L.A. County law, you're not allowed to shoot within a mile of a residence. But like I said, the police, police weren't doing anything about that. But 
they'll still pull you over for you fit the description, your car fits the description, your tow hitch is blocking your license plate, you were driving too slow, your windows are too tinted. You never get a ticket, you know, they just want to try to fill those fire camps. So Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Uh so uh what is your uh so being from LA County from you know, we might as well just say LA, uh from being being up there, and I know you said you've been in Utah for uh quite a few years now, six years. Um what is your position on uh, the Second Amendment? Oh, my position on the Second Amendment has always been strong. I 100% believe, I mean, not only is that the reason why nobody's ever invaded this country, but, you know, uh, when you're in a place like L.A. County, I still had guns because you never know what's going to happen. The only problem is, is if somebody broke into our house, and that was that was a conversation we had when we had that guy trying to break into all of our houses the police officer actually told my neighbor when my neighbor said if he breaks into my house again i'm going to shoot him that he would go to jail not the guy that was trying to break into the house so i mean i i am 100 percent for you know property rights and the second amendment but it's it, just i i don't know it gets it everything gets kind of wishy-washy right well, yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, it, it the the way the way the law we don't we do we're far from a perfect judicial system, uh, and uh, I can tell you a story real quick. A guy is breaking into uh, this widow's home, and this is a true story. He's breaking into it uh, to rob her, and God knows what else. And uh, when he he was coming through like an upstairs window or something, he fell broke his leg in her bedroom and ended up suing her for damages. Yeah. And he, and he won. The law was on his side. What? <laughs> no, I, I took a uh, armed security guard class and that was like basically the first thing you learned is when, when you take the first security guard class, I mean, this was in LA County, you know, they tell you don't touch anyone observe and report, don't do anything. But the first thing they go over when you're an armed security guard is the fact that if you ever shoot someone, you're probably going to be sued. But if someone else gets hurt because you didn't stop the threat, then you're going to get sued. So it's, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to justify these. You know, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of loose ends when you look into this stuff. How do they how do they keep security guards is my my question. Who would want that job? You know what I mean? I mean, I could understand if there's no other job around, I guess. But, phew, man, that's <laughs> you're, yeah. you're much done either way you go. Right. Well, that was that was during the re recession. Um, I was in construction and I I paid like seven hundred dollars to get that training, you know, and they <laughs> said that I'd be making eighteen dollars an hour. And then I got an offer for a job at $9 an hour. And it was, you know, I'll make, make more money on my own. Than, yeah. Uh, taking that liability. Yeah. Uh, flip burgers at McDonald's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> How uh, did the recession hit you guys? The recession hit us super hard. Now, are you talking about the recession right now? No, 2008. Oh, okay. Ours uh, started 2007, so. Yeah, it was, it was, I tell you what, it was very tough. 
uh, I was uh, actually in, uh, I was living here, been here since 93, so I've been here a long time. Uh, I, uh, I was actually uh, part owners of a pawn shop slash buy here, pay here lot. And the recession hit so hard, uh, and and Obamacare also killed us. Yeah. Uh, uh, we uh, we closed down. We we had to shut down, and uh, uh, I went to work for a living, like a real job. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it uh, it definitely was. And you know, man, we're we're in a recession now. Uh, nobody they can call it what they want to, but I mean, it is what it is. It's not as bad, I don't think, as two thousand eight. But I think we're definitely on the precipice. Of getting there because uh i see a lot of people suffering right now man what and that's what scares me the most is you know i mean technically we're in a recession right now and you can see things heading that way but the inflation was not there in 2008 right so i mean we, we had some gas prices raised but everything pretty much stayed the same price wise and I mean, a lot of things like used cars and stuff went down. People get desperate. They're selling stuff for, you know, a cheaper price. But uh, if we went into a full scale recession, like in 2008 now. Oh, we're done. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. And I, I, I just uh, I believe that this administration wants us there, man. I really do. I think they're trying to do an economic reset on the entire country. And uh, I think uh, I think right now, I think legitimately, uh, because I, they just passed the bill yesterday, uh, trillions of dollars. The Democrats were hugging each other. It's called the inflation uh, structure bill or something. Uh, that's not what that does. is It's going to raise taxes on people, the middle class, not people who they said who made 400,000 or more a year. No, extra taxes on top of this inflation, on top of this recession, on the middle class. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I think this is all by design, man. It just, it doesn't make any sense. They're not doing anything to try to make things better, and I just don't get it. Yeah, no, I mean, they they tried to pass that infrastructure bill. What is this one's, uh, I don't remember the name of this bill, but yeah, Joe Manchin, Kristen Sinema both signed off on it, right? And that does raise the taxes for everybody basically over the poverty line. Like if you're not working a part-time job at McDonald's, you're going to have a significant tax increase. And it's like for what, right? Like what are we building solar panels with conflict minerals, having China produce them? Like that was part of the bill was it was giving American companies money but they only had to have 5% of their production in America. Yep. Which, like, was that the sales team? You know? And I'll tell you something else that scares me, and then we'll go to a quick break. We'll talk, we'll talk about it when we come back. But uh, in that bill, they're hiring 87,000 more IRS agents. Mm-hmm. I, that bothers me because I remember how the IRS was weaponized during the Obama years. But uh, right now, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsor. But hang on to that thought, okay, Scott? Okay. And, and, guys, we'll be right back. Our sponsor today is Anchor. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast or already have a podcast, Anchor is the place. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, have you heard 
about Anchor by Spotify? It's the best and easiest way I've found to start a new podcast. Everything is right there. At Anchor, I can not only record my podcast, I can add music, I can add sounds, and much more. Also, I can trim and crop my podcast as well, all in one place, right there on my iPhone or computer. On Anchor, as a host, you can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Everything is in one place. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Best part of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, and welcome back to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Uh, we're in this episode here. We're sitting around talking to Scott and uh, Scott from Utah. And uh, Scott, uh, so we were talking about when we went to break about the eighty-seven thousand IRS agents uh, that are in the bill. The new, and this is on top of the IRS agents we already have. This is to hire eighty-seven thousand more agents. Uh, what are you? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I know they try to push it, but it's going towards, um, you know, the elite. That's what they always say. It's going towards the 1%. But realistically, where's where's it going? You know, it's coming straight for us. It's uh, definitely coming straight for us. I think it's coming for anybody who doesn't agree with their policies or the policies they're trying to push through and uh, I just, uh, uh, I don't know, man, something, you know, I'm to the point, I'm thinking something, it, it, it's almost like uh, uh, it's make-believe, it, you know what I mean? It's so bad <laughs> in the stuff that they're trying to pull. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but over a million people have switched parties from Democrat to Republican this year alone. And, yeah. Uh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know it's in the it's in the archives. Uh, but yeah, and uh, the reason uh, so basically what they're doing it's waking a lot of people up. People are starting to see uh, you know this agenda, this radical agenda of the Green Deal. Uh, and you know also in that bill, if you pull back the layers just a little bit more, uh, there is X amount of dollars once again uh, going over to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Well, uh, you know, gender studies and the rest, like there's all sorts of money going all over the place in these bills. It's insane. Yeah. And, you know, Ukraine, they have the worst reputation for money laundering than any other country. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, if you do your research on that and uh, I, I just uh, I, I have to wonder because Rand Paul on the last bill uh, that they passed to send all this money to Ukraine uh, because of the war, because they need it. Zelensky was actually on television again today, I heard, uh, asking for more missiles. Uh, so anyways, Rad Paul, he objected to it. The senator from, uh, he's actually from my senator from Kentucky. He objected to it. And the only thing he objected, he just asked for them to put somebody outside the box watching and seeing and recording where that money went 
Mm-hmm. And then, logical. And boy, they they tore him. You would have thought he was Satan, man. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it, all it, that it, Fauci stuff. They uh they went after him. Yeah, but I mean, uh, on this when he objected to that bill, uh, they're like even, and I'm talking about uh, Republicans as well. I have there's something there's something going on in Ukraine. We're not getting the full story. There's something there's something there. There's something there. I, I, I know I'm never I'm never going to be the one that says Putin's a good guy, but I don't think he lies about everything. Uh, he hasn't over the years anyways. And some of the stuff that he's been saying uh, to his people uh, is completely different than the news we get. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I don't I try to watch a wide, wide variety of news. I mean, I, you know, watch Sky News. They're they're pretty right um trump supporters and then you know i watched some stuff out of india i can't do npr anymore so i'll listen to crystal and sauger um they're a little too left for me but at least i can see where the left is coming from the hill looks too put together i mean i I basically listen to a lot of shows like this and you've got to listen listen to a lot i mean i i just watched a bunch of clips on uh you know they were right-wing conservative clips on this lady that was um talking about aborting babies until they were 18 and i know california right now is trying to pass that bill for 28 day old babies they they want to be able to abort but they they put this clip out there where this lady was talking about aborting kids until they were 18. And then I went and found the clip and she is actually a pro-life person who's mocking the person she's debating, uh, who wanted to only kill babies until birth. So it's just like, I don't know if this is Russian troll farms. I think there's a lot of incentive for people who just want to capitalize off of the extreme of the left and the right. Obviously that's super profitable. But you have to be super, super careful when you're watching these things and trying to get to like the original source is probably the best thing you can do. You're doing something, Scott, that I tell my audience every single episode I have. I tell them never believe anything that I say or anyone else says to do your own research. Uh, and you're right. There's a lot of podcast shows out there. Uh, that uh, on the left and the right, and uh, they'll they'll read it. They'll read something like uh, Newsmax. Newsmax mm-hmm. had this article the other day um, about Nancy Pelosi, and uh, I got to digging into it. I was actually going to talk about it on my show, and I got to digging and doing some research, and uh, it was it was it was they twisted it all around. It wasn't true, and I was like, man, I, I'm not going to because uh, you know we try to pride ourselves here into. Uh, you know, we do enough research to where it's the truth. And if we find out it's not, we're going to let you know right away, you know? So, and that's, but, uh, that's a good thing to do. I mean, you got to let, cause it takes a lot of time. I mean, the, the job I work, I can listen to stuff all day from every side. And then, you know, at night I'll spend an hour going through whatever, you know, seems whatever I'm interested in, but yeah, a lot of the times if you're looking at uh, Fox news or CNN, Anytime you look at CNN, 
but uh, you'll find out that there is there's just a lot of misinformation even for mainstream news they take some clip they found off of tiktok and they run with it it's it's insane you're right fox news I, i've lost all confidence in them too and uh but i uh i watch the mainstream uh media news basically just to kind of see what they're saying and then i think whatever they're saying i'm going to reverse it and start my research that way and i usually end up a lot better <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, and I know. No, and there's, I mean, there's a ton of people out there doing it too. It's just what do the majority of people watch? You know, and yeah. That's, and then it, they, they are. I, I, 100% believe they're trying to start some sort of civil war. It's like I listened to a little of your episode with the Mar-a-Lago incident we had. Yep. And. You know, they've been trying, they, they had a TV production to try to prosecute Trump for January 6th. And then they brought it down to where this is only season one. They're coming back, right? Yeah, and they're I, supposed to be. I would not doubt that maybe Trump had this thing set up just to, um, you know, it's, it's only bad on the mainstream media. All the people that hate Trump, they already hate Trump. You're not swaying them, but it rises up the rest of us, you know? Yeah, and uh, I've actually made this statement. Uh, since this, uh, Americans are, are enraged over this raid, and I don't blame them. I mean, uh, I seen the warrant yesterday. Uh, they finally released it, and I got a, a, like a screenshot of it and went over it a little bit, and uh, oh, my goodness, uh, it was ridiculous. And, but anyways, uh <laughs> Trump, Trump could become president right now. Uh, they didn't hurt him at all with this raid. They actually improved him, uh, in my opinion, in status because there's still people right now outside of Mar-a-Lago uh, protesting. I don't know why they're protesting there because that's not the FBI headquarters, but <laughs> that's what they've been doing since it happened. So, you know, at least they're doing something. And I tell everybody uh, on every, just about all my episodes, if you see something and it's not right, Get out there and say something. The loudest voice wins. Yeah. If, you're wait, if you're waiting for a superhero to fly in here and fix everything, it's not going to happen. This isn't about Trump. This isn't about uh, Joe Biden. This is about the United States of America and our republic, our democratic uh, freedoms is what yeah. it's all. About. Yeah. And and we've got to, it comes to us, man. You know, uh, when the midterms come, I just, just had a, Special report episode just a few minutes ago before we before we started this one, and uh, I, I told him on there the midterms. I don't care if it's a presidential election or not. This is probably one of the most important midterms we've had in so many years. It really is because at least if we turn it around, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala uh, Harris is we can handcuff their hands. You know. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, the midterms, it depends. I don't know who they would run. I mean, obviously, Gavin Newsom is not a, a good choice. Like, they'd probably be doing better off with Bernie Sanders, but they'll never do that. Um, 
when I when I did the podcast with the libertarian movement, like I did the the leader of the Maine and the Indiana libertarian movement, they said the same thing you are, that there has been a huge rush to people changing libertarian, changing to libertarian. So, I mean, even that independent vote is not looking good for the Democrats. So they're they're going to have to throw a hail mary to. <laughs> to try to win because that the whole lockdown thing, the fact that we're in a recession and they're, you know, the prices of everything are going through the roof. Now they're going to print more money. That's definitely not getting better. And so you know, I don't, I don't know what hope they have, but you can't tell man, two years, they could come out with some sort of crazy Jesus figure for them or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I was actually talking about November's midterms uh, are so important, even though it's not a presidential election, because um, we get the right people in there. They can handcuff this administration from all these radical things they're passing. Um, yeah. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is, you know, Joe, Joe Biden's in charge right now, and <laughs> these things take time to unfold. So even if you know, the Congress was fully loaded with conservatives that it's still going to be bad by the time the actual election happens. I don't know what, what they could do to pull themselves out of that. I really yeah. don't. Well, I think the first thing we do, uh, now this is taking both houses, right? The Senate and the house. Mm -hmm. uh, first thing we do is we do a real investigation on January 6th. I think that's going to clean out a lot of them. The second thing we do is uh, we go after Hunter Biden full force. We've got to redo our three-letter agencies because they're so corrupt it's not even funny. And uh, Hunter Biden's going to tie back to the big guy. Yeah. And that's going to be JoJo, and he's going to be gone. Uh, and I just, you know, there, there's a lot of things, and we can reverse uh, a lot of these uh, executive orders and things they've passed these last couple years uh, doing it. So. I think it'll help, but it's going to take people, you know, like like we said, it's going to take people actually getting up and going out and voting uh, because I promise you, and I don't know how you feel about the uh, 2020 election, Scott. We haven't talked about it, but I promise you they're going to try their best to keep their people in there. Uh, you know, my grandpa, he's so disappointed in Joe Biden. And, uh, yeah, he voted for him twice in 2020. And, uh, you know, he's been dead for 20 years. In the 80s? <laughs> Don't you get it? I voted for him twice in 2020, even though he's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Got all them fake ballots. I <laughs> See, this, this is probably where I differentiate um, with the right. Is like I have a lot of conservative values, um, and I think that's good. I think... You know, I'm not a Christian and I don't believe in a lot of the extreme right uh, rhetoric, but I think it's good for society. But I, everyone's been corrupt. You go back to George Bush, George Bush Sr. and the Contras and like nothing happened. Right. And then George Bush Jr. and weapons of mass destruction. Nothing happened. Clinton. I mean, you could go on and on between him and his wife. Nothing happened. 
that was the greatest thing I thought ever was going to happen was when Trump was going to arrest Hillary. I mean, they just, they just, if you look at their kill count alone, like the dude hung himself with an extension cord and then shot himself in the chest with a shotgun. I think Joe is going to slide by all this because the swamp, right? That is what it is. It's the swamp. And, and they're we, we need to, we, I don't think we need to abolish the federal government, but we need to minimize that. Absolutely. Like there, there are way too many, you know, we don't need to be involved in other countries. We don't need to be doing surveillance on our own country, you know, just start producing more and maybe do some restrictions. So Walmart and Amazon don't have it as easy. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Everything you just said, I think that we need less government um, and especially less federal government. Yes. It needs to go back to the states, you know, uh, the state legislative and, and things like that. So many things. That's just like uh, what puzzles me. And I see it all the time. See, uh, I also, Scott, I'm an influencer. So I make like political and sometimes just comedy uh, videos for uh, like YouTube and TikTok and all that stuff. And some of these comments that I see, especially about like Roe versus Wade, I'm like, guys, yeah. Roe versus Wade being overturned did not make the abortion illegal. It didn't. All it did was give it back to the state. So if you're living in a state and you're pro-abortion, you vote for your legislative to be pro-abortion people. I mean, that's just how it works. And that's how the forefathers uh, seen it. And they, in my opinion, they're very smart people because they were planning for everything. This whole Roe versus Wade thing drives me nuts because, like, I mean, I, I don't remember if it was the early thousands or the late 90s, but Roe she became a Christian and she said that she was, you know, a drug addict that was put up to, she, she was basically talked how to go through the trial. So we know the trial is nonsense anyway. And, you know, I'm, I would be more of a Democrat with safe, legal and rare. I definitely don't believe that uh, I would never have an abortion. Like my wife would never have an abortion. You know, you think it's going to make it, difference to your body raising a kid for 18 years is going to make a heck of a difference on my body but i do believe there are circumstances out there but move to the state that makes it legal right that's that's basically what it is is it gives it back to the states like you were saying what state do you want to live in what values do you hold and i think we need to go way back to that Right. And, you know, every state that I know of that has actually is where abortion that's legal, illegal. Right. Uh, they do have a clause in there that if the mother's life is in jeopardy, then, you know, it's legal. She can have the abortion. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, I mean, they, they try to cover, you know, they try to cover the, you know, the save the life because uh, they're pro-life uh, states. Absolutely. If they're abandoning abortion. Um but here's the thing on that, right? I've heard that argument uh, about mothers getting ready to lose their life. I heard the argument about uh, teens or, or young girls uh, who get raped, right? So I went in and I dug really, really deep, really deep <laughs> when they first overturned and everybody was losing their mind over it. And I went back four years, right? And the last four years, 
people who had abortions, uh, and if you listen to previous episodes, you already know this, uh, but uh, uh, in the last four years, people who had an abortion due to uh, the mother almost losing their life, every single year, it was 1%. 1%. And also, the same percentage, 1% of uh, females who were uh, incest or raped, right? Yeah. Uh, it was 1% as well. Here's something that's very, very concerning to me was a number 40%, 40% in 20, or yeah, 2019, 40% of abortions were from females who had multiple abortions, more than one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty concerning, man. Yeah, no, I, and this, this is where it becomes a conundrum to me is the fact that I morally don't believe it's right. Like, I, I don't know if you've seen Bill Burr's new uh, comedy about it where you yep. put the cake. I mean, that that's spot on. Like, I don't believe it's morally right. Uh, and it is only 1% incest and rape. The rest are using it kind of as a contraceptive. The one thing I will argue on the other side is they're going to do it anyway. So you might as well give them a safe space to a point, even though I, I morally don't uh, believe in it. You know, I, I, I don't know, because, you know, you can say you're telling me what to do with my body, even though they wanted us all to take that jab, right? I've got a My Body, My Choice shirt, too, with some needles <laughs> on it instead of, instead of babies or fetuses dying and all the crazy stuff they're doing. But uh, once there's another life involved, like now it's this weird argument of when does life start? And I, I personally, from a non-Christian perspective, believe that it starts as soon as it's there, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. And there's a bunch of slippery little details, whether it's the Second Amendment. I mean, free speech, I think, should be free speech everywhere. But maybe we should move into different states and just sort of evolve that way. You know, where these people are this strict on abortion. These people are this strict. These people have these gun right laws. These people have those gun right laws. And then maybe we'll just sort of find out what's better for everybody, you know, state by state. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I agree uh, completely. Uh, We we just, uh, it's one of those things, man. You've got to, You've got to take it one day at a time, uh, and, and uh, it, nothing, it's not going to fix overnight, uh, and it's going to, uh, wow. and uh, it's one of those, you know, we just, uh, we have to, uh, we got to stick together, you know, and uh, that's that's the one thing I've noticed that, uh, uh, you know, they come on and they say they're going to be the most uh, unionized and bring everybody together administration, and, uh, you know, they're going to be very transparent. It's all lies, man. I mean, it's the it's the worst I've seen. So, what what is a union nowadays? Like, I I don't know how much you actually pay attention to actual businesses, but like, let's take Walmart for example. 
during the pandemic, Walmart shut its hours down, right? They, they raised, quote unquote, raised wages. So they started hiring their backroom people, which are the majority of the people, and they pay them $3 an hour more. But they fired about three-fourths three of the managers. There's, there's not a manager in every section anymore. There's a manager at each corner of the store. So there's less jobs that you can get that'll bring you ahead in life. And that's what we want as a capitalistic state. But there's more $15 an hour jobs, except now they've raised the cost of living up. So it's still a poverty line. So essentially what they did is they brought the middle class down to the poverty level and made less escape to get out. And that's, that's the thing that scares me. And that's where I don't believe it's going to get better with all the AI, like, I think we're past this voting. I think, you know, the World Eco Economic Forum already has gears in place and these things are happening. And maybe it doesn't even matter who's president at this point because corporations and big bankers own pharmaceutical companies. They, they own the world at this point. That's what scares me. BlackRock, BlackRock during the pandemic bought up 50% of all the houses. Like, so you're not going to own a house. You're going to rent a house. You're going to own nothing and be happy, right? <laughs> and they, they are on a very good path to making that happen, especially with, I mean, this AI stuff you see coming out of China. You know, I mean, they, all these people that turned in their dna to 23 and me all the people that got vaccinated there's just they if they pass that uh new digital currency the government wants i i think that's a wrap that's it yep you're absolutely right it, that can't happen you're, you're i mean you're you're spot <laughs> you're spot on on that man uh so you i can tell you've done some research yes 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 you're absolutely right uh we can't uh it just can't happen. It just can't. Uh, I don't that, know if we're in control to let it not happen. And that's that's kind of what drives me crazy is, I mean, we were talking about this stuff in the 90s and the early 2000s. I mean, in the 80s, you know, it's like liberal punk rock kids, street kids, hippies, all these people. We were talking about that back then. And uh, everybody thought we were crazy. And now the mainstream liberal narrative is way more crazy than we ever were. And it's totally accepted. I, I had a, a, a band I like on my podcast and uh, they're younger than I am. They're a street kid band. So they, you know, they hop trains around the country and play acoustical music. And I asked them about, 9-11 being an inside job. I don't know what you think about that. I think it absolutely was. But then I asked him about this whole pandemic thing and the vaccines and all this stuff. And they were, they were sold. Like, this is the liberal thing you do. This is what you do to be a nice person. And it just, it drives me crazy to see the rebellion against the government 
going along with the government. I mean, that just, I think we're lost at this point. I don't know if there's hope. Yeah, and I tell you, um, one, one thing about that is, so I do believe that 9-11 uh, I uh, was inside. I, I okay. So if you and it sounds like you've done it. If you do research and you dig deep, a plane hitting a building that was structured the way these towers were structured uh, would have folded up like a uh, pop can, aluminum. They're so lightweight. Uh, so there had to be designated bombs. Let's just be honest about it and call it what it is designated bombs underneath this uh underneath these buildings to make this happen yeah. why do you, why do you think george bush sat there uh when he was uh talking to those kids he just happened to be in a classroom that day and uh he was sitting there and he didn't say a word didn't make any motions uh because he was scared to death he didn't know if he got away with it yeah no for sure i mean the biggest the biggest telltale tell sign is i mean i i was researching this stuff back in 2001 2002 like right after it happened this was like proof that the government was corrupt um the night before i don't remember if it was dick cheney or donald rumsfeld but they came out and said that there was 2.7 trillion dollars unaccounted for and it was in a specific spot in the pentagon and the next day it was hit by a plane. Like, I mean, you could go on and on from the third building. Like, there's just, you know, where where are the uh, passengers that were on this plane? Like, we never actually heard from any of the relatives of people that were on these planes, right? <laughs> like. That's true. And, I mean, you get, you can get, I was. I got really deep into the Alex Jones stuff during the uh, during the recession there, and I never bought all of his stuff hook, line, and sinker. He's a lot like Tucker Tucker Carlson, you know. It's very dramatic. The Sandy Hook thing, I think he made a mistake, but at the same time, a lot of these people we'd never hear from again, right? These mass shooters, and it's all going after the Second Amendment. We never hear from them again. But how much do we hear about the people from the 70s that were serial killers? From Charles Manson, who never actually killed anyone, who was like totally involved with the government. And then you had, you know, all the other serial killers. I don't remember a lot of their names. I remember there's one from New York. And they tried to blame it all on this satanic cult stuff. I don't really like looking into that stuff, but I uh, it begs the question: like a lot of these people, it's news for a couple of weeks, and then you never hear about it again. Where do these people go? Yeah, I mean, where do they go? Like, what what is going on there? I tell you something so funny, uh, and then uh, we'll go ahead and wrap the show up. Something, something so, and by the way, I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, yeah, it's so been fun. This, this was before Trump was uh, uh, president or, or anything like this. This was back when 9-11 first happened. <laughs> Trump did an interview, and they were underneath the uh, World Trade Centers. 
right? The what was left of him. And uh, he made a statement, and I and I, you know, I never thought much of it back then, but then uh, finding out the type of person he is and uh, what he's been battling and and what have you, uh, <laughs> he uh, he made a statement. He goes, "Well, I don't really understand how those planes could have uh, did what they did because, uh, you know, uh, under structure. I mean, this is a real estate tycoon, right? So he knows what he's talking about." And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, uh, yeah, he knew all along what he was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, you, you could, the 9-11 stuff, you could go on for weeks. Just, I mean, that's, uh, there's a lot of conspiracies you could, but a lot of the 9-11 stuff is very, I mean, it's very logical. <laughs> like, I don't, uh. But, I mean, then maybe, you know, next time we have a conversation, we can get into the Clintons just as dirty. Oh, my goodness, the Clintons. <laughs> yeah. And so I've heard you mention, uh, before we go here, I heard you mention that uh, you had a podcast. Uh, you want to go ahead and promote that in uh, any other social media you have? Well, I, I had a podcast, and there's some interesting episodes on there. I, I mean, I got everybody from, you know, pagans talking about their – religion to people who wear wingsuits owners of zip line and uh and uh escape rooms all sorts of random stuff a lot of the audio didn't come out good that was right when anchor allowed you to advert or uh record for an hour so anything i did on skype or in person was good but some of them it's hit or miss uh that's called the yurt but I do have a podcast now. It's a paranormal podcast. I know this is probably not the platform to promote it. But uh, I'm the skeptic. And then I've got two other believers that I met randomly on Facebook groups. And it's called Global Strangeness. Uh, we did the Frogman last week. And we're doing uh, the Fay this week. So... I don't know. It's it's just a fun. I, I like podcasting. I had a news show back in 2016. That one really took off. And then um, stuff came up in life. And I wish I would have stuck with it. But Scott's morning show, all that, all that stuff's irrelevant now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's great. And uh, you're definitely on the right platform for that, brother. Because uh, I've had. Um, well, I mean, we we don't we. I invite everybody on the show. So <laughs> I, we've had sports people. We've had uh, people far left, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Paranormal. And what was the name of it again? It's Global Strangeness. Global Strangeness. So, folks, be sure to check that out. Uh, it's probably on all platforms, I'd say. Right, Scott? Yeah, throw it up on Anchor. We do a live stream. It's there. Yeah, there you, you go. find it, you find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun for me to do every week. Absolutely. Well, Scott, I want to, uh, once again, I want to thank you uh, for joining us today. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Had a good time. Uh, very good discussion, I feel. So thank you once again for joining. Uh, guys, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Have a wonderful day. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you all so much. Yeah.